It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Tuesday, February 27th. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. Cruise ship tender fees may go up this summer. When the Sitka Assembly meets tonight, it will consider raising both tender and security fees by 10% for the next three years. The Ports and Harbor Commission approved a 10% increase to tender fees earlier this month. That's the fee a cruise ship company pays to taxi passengers ashore. According to a memo from the city, the increase would mean an additional $182,000 in revenue for the city. The Assembly will also consider approving an airport lease between the city and the state. The state owns Sitka's airport while the city owns the terminal building, and a multi-million dollar federal grant-funded airport expansion project is kicking off this month. The city and state spent months negotiating the terms of the new lease, which is up for renewal this year, and it means some changes to airport procedures in order to meet federal aviation requirements, like additional security and collecting additional fees for airport concessions. But the new lease does not include parking fees. In other business, the Assembly will consider partnering with the City of Juneau to secure grant funding for radios for the city's fire department. It will hear two separate public records request appeals from former Assembly candidate Austin Cranford and it will go behind closed doors in an executive session to discuss a legal matter involving the Sitka Police Department. The Assembly meets at 6 p.m. tonight at Harrigan Centennial Hall. Raven News will broadcast the meeting live following Alaska News Nightly. Employees of the Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium in Sitka have threatened to organize following a recent rollback of their benefits. Over 150 staff members, including doctors, nurses, and technicians, signed a letter on February 15th protesting unilateral changes to SEARCH's paid leave policy. The conflict is flaring just days after the organization, which serves communities around Southeast Alaska, announced it was increasing base pay for employees earning less than $25 an hour. KCAW's Meredith Reddick reports. The February 15 letter addressed to search administration was prompted by changes the healthcare nonprofit made to its leave policy that resulted in reduced paid time off for most employees. In an email to staff, search said the new system would, quote, allow us to better support new hires, ensuring equitable PTO distribution across our team. Although the changes varied based on role and years with the organization, some employees lost about a third of their total paid time off. Primary care physician Bob Hunter, who signed the letter, has worked as a doctor in Sitka since 1980. Under the new policy, he lost more than three weeks of annual leave. My initial concern was that uh, I found out one day that I was having three weeks of my personal leave. Um, uh, cut for each uh, year. Um, my other concern, though, is about um, younger employees, uh, new hires, and uh, other uh, workers at search and the effect that um, PTO changes were having on them. One technician who also signed the letter and asked to remain anonymous has worked for search for more than a decade. He lost more than two weeks of leave under the new policy, and he says it's not just about vacation. If we get COVID and we need to take extended sick leave or um, the days when you would take time to go subsistence fishing or hunting or anything like that. 
In their letter to the search administration, employees called the reduction a breach of trust. The letter also indicated that the group was prepared to unionize if needed, writing, quote, We are prepared to organize and act collectively to ensure our working conditions reflect the respect and integrity we deserve. If the group does decide to unionize, they will be joining a growing trend among healthcare workers. The change in search's leave policy came at about the same time that the organization publicly announced it was raising its minimum pay. The February 7 public announcement says, quote, As part of our ongoing efforts to enhance the overall compensation structure, Search is proud to announce a new $25 an hour minimum salary for all direct hire employees. It goes on to state that the pay increase is part of a strategic goal to, quote, become the employer of choice. That message may not land with existing staff. Search's top executives draw huge pay. Based on IRS documents, CEO Chuck Clement alone earned $2.4 million in 2022. That's about $1.5 million more than the next highest salaried administrator. Dr. Hunter says he and other letter signers met with search leadership after sending their letter and that his personal concerns have been addressed, but he's still concerned for other employees. I still have concerns about the effect on uh, people who have been here a couple of years, people that hope to stay and have a long career here um, and previously had expectations to have uh, more PTO than they're going to have. The technician, who lost over two weeks of leave, says he sees the new policy as part of a pattern of decisions from search that have negatively affected employees. Being able to donate leave to coworkers if they have a crisis where they no longer have the annual leave to cover them, you used to be able to do that for them rather than needing to use leave without pay. Um, search used to have a daycare that was primarily used by employees and then also the community itself after that. Hunter says he hopes for better communication with search moving forward for the sake of employees and patients. Hoping for better communication between the employees and the, uh, and the administration and that uh, we have more input when uh, decisions are made that, that affect us. And affect our patients, which is really what it's what it's all about. In response to a request for comment from KCAW, Search Representative Lindsay Schaefer wrote, quote, to better ensure and support a fair and equitable PTO accrual schedule across all positions, Search recently updated the paid time off policy. This update considers the market dynamics, including the cost of living for Southeast Alaska, as well as insights and feedback from our existing employees. In Sitka, I'm Meredith Reddick. More than 100 people gathered in downtown Juneau Saturday afternoon for a rally to urge city and state officials in Alaska to support a ceasefire in Gaza. As KTOO's Clarice Larson reports, Juneau Assembly members are considering whether the city and borough of Juneau should take an official stance on the issue. The gazebo at Marine Park was packed, as a crowd of about 150 people stood in the cold. They held signs, and many wore the colors of the flag of Palestine. The residents were there to show their support of Palestinians amid the ongoing war between Israel and Hamas. 
They also urged officials in Juneau and across the state and country to call for a permanent ceasefire in Gaza, where health officials say thousands of Palestinians have been killed in Israeli airstrikes. Nicole Church, an indigenous singer and songwriter, gave an impassioned speech at the event and was one of the many who called what was happening in Gaza a genocide. Make no mistake, there is a genocide happening right now in Gaza as we speak. According to the health ministry in Gaza, the death toll since the conflict began in October is nearly 30,000. The event, organized by Juno for Palestine, lasted nearly two hours. Multiple speakers shared stories and their views on the issue. Ernestein Sankathat Hayes, who is an award-winning Clinkett author and elder, said she often asks herself what she would do if something like what is happening in Gaza happened in Juneau today. What would I do? Where could I go? What would we do? Where would we be safe? Our homes would be rubble. Our hospitals would be bombed. Where would we take our wounded loved ones to find care? To be safe. The organizer shared a citizen's resolution calling for a permanent ceasefire, among other requests to the Juno Assembly. The group previously offered the resolution to the Assembly at a public meeting last month. Only two Juno Assembly members were at the event on Saturday, Christine Wall and Paul Kelly. In an interview, Wall said she's appalled at what is happening in Gaza. There are so many people dying right now, and the U.S. government is um, participating in that. And it feels hopeless sometimes, but when you get together with your community, um, it's helpful to see how many people are in opposition to that. She said she is planning to speak with other assembly members this week to gauge whether they would support a resolution. To me, this is something that um, if enough people speak up in our community, communities across the country, maybe we can have a difference. Paul Kelly said similar, noting that he was inspired by the people who spoke at the rally, but worries a resolution that takes a stance could isolate some members of the community. Uh, before we, we do a resolution that, that speaks to, um, to, to how we as a community are taking a position, uh, I, I want to make sure that I'm not alienating um, any of my own constituents as well. Similar resolutions are being considered in cities across Alaska. The Anchorage Assembly is expected to vote Tuesday on a resolution calling on Alaska's congressional delegation to support a ceasefire in Gaza. In Juneau, I'm Clarice Larson. Taking a look at the community calendar. According to the National Weather Service, reports indicate a winter storm watch in effect from 6 a.m. this morning until 12 a.m. on Wednesday. The city of Sitka advises to exercise caution on the roads and sidewalks to ensure a safe and secure commute. Harbor users are also reminded to take proactive measures to remove snow from vessels, make sure scuppers are clear, and secure vessels and loose objects that could be susceptible to powerful winds. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.